I'm Noah, and you're listening to Product Journey. Ingo, it's us again. How are you doing? Very good. How are you, Noah? I'm doing good. I've been, yeah, kind of a busy week, so I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, But it's been two weeks, I think, since we talked in the last episode. Have overall, just have those two weeks been good for you? Um. They were good, but very stressful, to be honest. Um, so I'm oh doing boy. my PhD on the side. Um, oh, to give did you, not know that. Yeah, to give you a little bit more of history um, or details. I think we last time we already talked about how the startup started. But um, three years ago, I did not only start the startup, but only um, also a PhD on the side. Um, so I... Do my thesis um, on, I think it's intersection of data science and marketing, a lot of um, analyses Mm. of reviews. Um, But that means um, most of my weekends is a ton of additional analyses for um, my professor. And the plan is I will finish my PhD in December. What is super amazing for me, I'm I'm really counting the days. Well, that's like... That's like at the end, like you're, you're almost yes. past the finish line. Wow. <laughs> Finally. And I can't wait um, when this is finished um, because yeah, a lot of my weekends were work, working on the thesis, um, but it, as it is um, only a couple more weeks, um, there was a lot yeah. of additional stuff I also did for the PhD. Um, and I think that the most stressful part is actually that startups things are so much more fun. I love working for Mara and the Uh, startup and it's always so much fun. And then you kind of need to leave the stuff from the startup and work on your PhD. And I think that's the hardest part You're like not looking forward to the weekend because you're like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, Um, it sounds so weird, but that's actually the case. And yeah, right now I'm just looking forward to the end of the PhD and what I'll do after it. Um, but before we come to that one, um, the other new thing is I'm a Twitter user now. So right oh, after yeah, our I was last gonna ask you podcast, about that. yeah, I, I started Twitter game. Actually, I was not very active um, because of the PhD and I thought, okay, maybe let's first finish the PhD before I really dive into that. But I got some interesting messages from you because you launched on Product Hunt oh, and yes. you texted me on that day. And I was, <laughs> well, I, was gonna... I was so pumped for it. Oh, good. Well, I was going to say, your your first tweet is not a great first tweet because your first tweet is retweeting my Product Hunt tweet. And that's your first, <laughs> whenever you want to go back and be like, hmm, you know, show your kids. Like, what, what, I wonder what I did my very first thing on Twitter back in the day. And it's going to, it's not going to be anything about you. Like, that's so sad. Like, that was your first tweet. Oh, I, I wouldn't say that. I really enjoyed our <laughs> podcast and kind of talking to you. So I would say it's actually pretty amazing that uh, the first tweet was supporting um, someone I really like. So um, I would say that that is a good start. But um, for sure, after the PhD is done, there needs to be a little more content on, on it. Um, but yeah, you texted me and told me that you will launch on Product Hunt. Um, yep. And I asked our complete team to support you a little bit, um, the dif- was, different accelerators kind of I was in. Um, so <laughs> how, how was the day for you? Because you texted me in the morning in Germany 
that means it was middle of the night for you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the the funny thing with product hunt is that the they start it you know at the beginning of the day um, mm. on the Pacific coast of the U.S. So it basically starts at midnight here. Um, but oh, like the beginning damn. is kind of the most important part because like you need a lot of people like upvoting and rooting for you from the very beginning so that then you're kind of near the top so that when people just start to organically come to product hunt, those people will actually see it um, as well. And so it kind of gives you a head start. And so, yeah, I stayed up to like 3 a.m. Um, <laughs> on, I guess it was Tuesday. Um, just trying to get it started as much as possible, um, mm -hmm. trying to get um, people supporting it and stuff so that it would do well throughout the day. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really fun. I, I mean, I'm sometimes I'm in out at night owl anyways. And so, you know, it's exciting launching your product and just like trying to get, get it to do well on product hunt. So I enjoyed it, but I, so, you know, so then so I, so how did, how did it start yeah, like, um, it was midnight. Um, what, what was the first thing you, you, you did? Well, so I, you know, I had a lot of things planned. So I've done this before. I don't know if you remember that I launched Potion on Product Hunt over a year ago now. Um, and it did pretty well. Like it got first of the day, first of the week, third of the month. And then I ended up getting like a Product Hunt maker grant of some sort. So anyways, that launch did really well. Um, and so what, I, I what did that mean? What did it mean in uh, terms of signups, um, actual customers when, right. I mean, when you so win was, the product of the day? Well, so obviously it depends on your product and how things go, but for potion, like at that point I had just launched potion, like, you know, made it public, like maybe a couple months before then. Um, and, but you know, Product Hunt definitely accelerated the growth that first time. Like the first month after Product Hunt, I probably got like 75 new customers. So it kind of like doubled the business in a month after wow. Product Hunt. Um, and so, yeah, it was really good. It kind of gave me a nice little boost and kind of just made a lot of awareness around Potion so that a lot of people knew about it basically going forward. <clears throat> so, yeah, so... So what I did for the first part was I the day before I kind of had everything planned out. Like I had an email that I that, that I had kind of all set and scheduled to go to all of my potion customers, which is a list of around three thousand people, like people that are on the email list um, that basically asks for people to support it. Um, I already made like a video and I did a little podcast here. Um, it was like a fifteen minute podcast um, talking about it and hopefully like sharing um, how to do well on product hunt. Um, so those kind of things that kind of get my internal audiences and stuff, um, or community kind of hearing about it. And I think um, the podcast was super interesting and you talked a little bit about that you would use not only Twitter, but your email list and you would try to yeah. send out all the emails at night. Did you do that? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're scheduled to go out like 20 minutes after midnight. So after it started. So that gave me a, a boost. Like I was, you know, maybe 15th on the page. Like, you know, you hardly have any votes at the beginning. Once I put mm -hmm. out the email lists, um, I was probably like sixth. Like it jumped up decently quick um, on the, the rankings. And then what I did was I tweeted about it on Twitter. And then at that point, I kind of jumped up to like 
fourth or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of using the the community and uh, people that I've built up over the couple of years, you know, people that know about me. Um, and then the rest of the night, what I did was I probably DM'd maybe like 100 to 150 people on Twitter that I've talked to in the past and like they at least know me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that that's basically like the game plan for the most part. Um, and it, it went pretty well. So, yeah, I was, I was really happy with it. And we texted a little bit and you said your goal was to become first place um, just this last time. And I mean, you ended up being fifth, um, yeah, fifth. I think. Yeah. And I mean, for me, it was um, super impressive um, just to see hmm, all the different upvotes. Um, how, how do you feel about the result now? Um, I feel really good about it. Um, I think uh, like a version two is probably not like a lot of times probably is hard to get first. And so I was like, after, especially right at the beginning when I saw some of the other products that were there, I was like, eh, maybe like, maybe I could get third. So like, that was kind of my goal is to get in the top three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually did get to third for a couple of hours in the day. So I was, it was close, um, but ended up getting fifth. So yeah, mainly I'm, yeah. So I was really happy with it mainly, mainly because of the results from like signups. So I had, about 1500 unique visitors visit the website and then mm-hmm. 96 signups for the free plan for potion. So that was, I was really happy with that. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't think I could have really asked for more. Um, I, even I, I if I got our... first, I would have thought that maybe like a hundred signups would be what I would get, but I got that with being fifth. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the most important part. How many, people come to your page at the very end um so yeah. is it was it um 100 free plans or did some of them choose a paid plan um i think there are a couple that have already converted to paid um but yeah they they were mostly free plan um and and so hopefully like it takes you know maybe it takes a week or so but hopefully some you know a decent amount of those convert to paid that that would be ideal <laughs> <laughs> and i mean mm. the free plan is also something we talked about last time something yeah new something pretty interesting so how is your experience with the free plan so far so do people convert did you experience any customers that actually downgraded from a paid plan to to a free plan so how how is it going yeah. so far so no, no customers that have downgraded, which is good. Um, mm. cause I think they want to keep their custom domains and stuff. Um, I, it is still a little unknown, like if it's better, like, I think it will take time for kind of the free kind of plan marketing engine to kind of roll out to kind of mm. get more people, um, seeing potion and stuff. Um, the conversions aren't maybe amazing. I'm still kind of figuring out the conversion. It seems like maybe three percent or maybe four percent of free plan users convert but also like maybe i need a little bit more time to see what that's actually going to end up being when Um, did you start a free plan exactly maybe four weeks ago now yeah okay yeah then you probably need a little more time to to actually get valid numbers yeah i did have so i have an affiliate that does pretty well 
and he told me a couple of days ago that he's he thinks he's seeing less conversions ever since I started the free plan, um, which might be true. I mean, it, it it's yeah, it just it might just take a little bit of time for it to pick up. I think, um, but there's also probably things I could tweak to maybe make it better. Um, like one idea is uh, right now, like to be on the email list, you have to you're, you're sent an email and then you have to like accept to be on the list kind of thing. And I probably mm-hmm. should push that a little more because those are you kind of get on a list where you're sent around seven emails over the next like two weeks that kind of are pushing you towards the, like trying to get on the paid plan. And I probably need to like get more people on that by like pushing it within the product or something like that. Um, like those kind of things could potentially help. Uh, so just yeah, just to make sure I, I understood it right. To get marketing emails from you, I need to kind of tick a box and press yeah. a button or? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you sign <laughs> up, you're sent an email. And then on that email, you have to basically click a button um, to actually get on the list. And I don't know, probably the majority of people don't do that. Mm. So, And I yeah. would really challenge that because what we do is we simply analyze user statistics and then email people um if we see okay they used all of their credits or it totally makes sense for them to to upgrade and so far no one complained and the worst thing that happened so far was they didn't answer and i mean we don't send too much emails it's still kind of a handful um emails within the first month um as as maximum um but i would really think about um if at least in certain cases, you just email them um, to make them the onboarding easier. Because I mean, it's not only marketing; it should also help them. So I think it's it's fair yeah. to do that. No, that's a good idea. I do have a couple other emails that are like trigger based, where it's like they do an action in the product, and I send them an email. I probably should go back through that and make sure that's all better, um, and maybe add a one or two to like help try to convert them to to paid. That's a good idea. Is, is that the only way you interact with your users or do you use anything else? Um, those are, that's the main way. And then obviously if they reach out in the live chat um, for support of any kind. Also, oh, um, you had live chat? Yeah. Yep. How, how is that so far? We just introduced it like two days ago and noticed we could also chat at people. Um, so we yeah. tested to actually um, try to chat with trial users to um, start a conversation how they like it so far. What was your experience with the live chat? I, th- I think it's really good. And I think for like my kind of product, people, especially like they like feeling like they have support or like knowing that if they get stuck in something, they can just reach out. And I, I am pretty helpful. Like people, sometimes people ask for like, hey, how do you do like this CSS like styling thing to my website and i'll just like send them (laughs) over some code sometimes (laughs) um so yeah i think people really like it what i was surprised this was kind of my main concerns of doing a free plan is just that like would i get a ton of people on the free plan that are like messaging me all the time and like wanting help and stuff and then i'm just like spending time helping people that are never gonna go to paid and surprisingly Mm -hmm. ever since i added the free plan I've actually gotten less live chat uh, messages. So that's something I was kind of surprised, surprised about. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's crazy. Did you, did you also 
I mean, we were also talking a little bit about Google page ranking, the free plan, how that could help if people publish their websites on your domain, stuff like that. Did you see anything in regards to, to that one? So do people yeah. actually visit those free websites? Yeah, so I have like a little tracker on like the badge in a Potion website that's on a free plan mm -hmm. that I can track how many of those people that click on that actually convert. And I think right now, or at least last I checked, maybe a couple of days ago, I had like five people that converted to paid from that. So that's, you know, it's at least something that's a start. Um, I think where that could definitely be big is say like someone that has a big audience or creates a website that gets a lot of traffic that they're fine with using a free plan. All it could take, all it could need is maybe one person to do that for Potion to get a lot of exposure from the free plan. Um, so that's that's cool. That's it's at least working to some extent right now. Um, so that was good to see. So, yeah, and I think it totally makes sense because if the audience is super small, probably the costs on your side are also super low. Um, and if they do have a big audience, they kind of pay back a little with the advertisement they do for you. So, um, yeah, I can totally imagine how that would work out to build a little marketing flywheel um, with that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah and the that. other thing is I have seen in Ahrefs, my, mm -hmm. you know, I'm getting more domain or like backlinks. They're all from, a lot of them are from the Potion subdomains, but I'm getting more backlinks, which I don't know if that's really having an effect on Google, but at least Ahrefs is giving, has started to give me a little higher domain rating just because of that, I think. I haven't mm -hmm. started to get a ton more organic traffic or anything yet, but who knows, maybe over time that will be something that kind of boosts the SEO as well a little bit. Um, that would be nice at least. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I think that's, That's a super interesting part, but you not only introduced the free plan, did a product hunt launch, but you also mm. launched your, your gallery with the widgets. So a lot of stuff happened. Was that then. before last time we talked on the podcast? At, like I haven't yeah, launched that yet? Um, I think you just introduced it. Um, I'm not sure if you... Uh, mm. Oh no, you're... We, we had a look at it. I think it was super fresh that you just launched it. Yeah. Um, but after that, I saw your tweets about it on, on Twitter. So yeah, yeah. Um, how, how was the traffic for the, the gallery? Um, let's see, I can check. It's not been... Well, so there's been a couple of reasons that it's, it got a good amount of traffic. Um, like maybe a thousand hits within a week or so. Um, because I, I posted it on Reddit and mm -hmm. it did really well there. Um, there's a, a Notion subreddit that I posted it on that is like a great place for me to kind of try to like post and be active there because, you know, it's a lot of Notion users. Um, mm -hmm. But it got like 250 upvotes, was like the top one of the day and then had like 20,000 people see that post. And then, yeah, around, I don't know, 1,000 to 2,000 people came and checked out the the site. Um, so that kind of is really the main thing that drove some traffic because it's not like really, yeah, it's not ranking for anything yet on Google. That will probably take time. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the goal is that it's like a free kind of tool that brings in a lot of traffic um, for people to see Potion. So it was, it was a good start. People thought like the idea was cool. They liked it, thought it was helpful. So I got some good feedback from that. 
Um, but there's, yeah, there's probably like more that I need to add. Um, and actually that I've been working on some of that this last week. Um, but yeah, so it's been good. So tell me about it and tell me about your own widget because you also coded one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So some of the widgets are just like different things that I know people want to embed based on like SEO research, like hmm. Spotify playlists or like a Google calendar, things that some people are searching for, like, oh, how do I put this in Notion? And so for those, it's just like a how-to guide. And then I have one custom potion widget that's like a custom code widget where you can add JavaScript, HTML, and then I'll host it for you and you can add it to your Notion. Um, and I think I've had maybe 10-ish people try that or like create an account to make one of those. Um, I don't know how many of them are actually using it necessarily, but like people have at least played around with it. Um, so that's like the first custom widget. And then been working on two new custom widgets uh, this last week that I'll hopefully be able to put out in the next couple of days. Um, so yeah, it's that's that's can, it's been going can, good. Can you talk about him, or is it? Yeah, a big no, secret? I can't. <laughs> no, it's not a big secret. Um, so one of the widgets is like a streak widget. So basically, all it does is it just counts. It just goes up every day that you've been in Notion. So you you embed it on a page that you like want to be active on and be working in Notion, and it will just kind of count your streak of how 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 much you've done that. So that mm -hmm. was one idea of like a way that could maybe be helpful. Also, like maybe it's something that people would want to share or like, wow, like my streak got to 100 or something. And maybe they'd share that on Twitter, which would then help spread the widgets. Mm -hmm. um, so that was one of the ideas. Um, so yeah, almost done with that one. And then I actually had a, a developer reach out that he's he wants to like do freelance for people, but he's kind of like building out his portfolio um, so that he can hopefully get work. Um, and so he asked if you would just like, could do something for free for me. And I was like, Hey, nice. like, <laughs> maybe you could make a widget. <laughs> so he's making, <laughs> he's making, so usually I would, cause I've had people ask for that kind of stuff previously. And mm -hmm. usually I would say no, a lot of times to people that want to just like do some work for you or something, just because a lot of times okay. you know, like, it still takes your time. Um, wait, wait, wait. If some amazing <laughs> developer is listening and you want to work for free, let me know. Um, because we <laughs> yeah. are always looking for helping hands. So if, yeah. if Noah told you you can't work for him, ask us. Um, we get interesting <laughs> projects. That's so cool. Um, people well, reaching well, out. But you got to understand, um, though, yeah. like it does take time, right, to like get someone up to speed on like actually... You know, there, there's a learning curve to like learning a new code base and like actually make a, a dent in something. It's like depending on and, how much they're wanting to work for free, it's like, yeah, and I, think I don't know, it might for, not be worth it. For, for that reason, I think I love the idea with the widgets because I think it only makes sense if it is not connected to a large code base. You don't exactly. have to do a large handover if yeah. you kind of keep all of that super small and you have something independently to just say, okay, I want to do this. Um, should be easy for you to check. Um, no, for sure. You need to have the right task. Otherwise, um, you spend right. more time handing it over than to code it yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then also I was thinking like, you know, what? like it, it's also a way to like help somebody else and um, maybe teach somebody. And I felt like 
his time that I had some time to do that because I have been going back and forth with him a little bit and like kind of giving mm. him some direction, but it's, it's totally been worth it because he's made like this cool countdown widget. So it's kind of like a Parmadoro widget where it's like you can set oh, how much see. time you want to be working for and then you can just put it in your notion, just hit start. And so just having that all in notion. So that's the other custom widget that he's almost done with now. Um, so yeah, those, those are kind of the ideas I'm looking for with widgets where it's like something that a Notion user would want um, that they would actually use. And a lot of them are around productivity ideas because you know mm -hmm. most people in Notion are trying to be productive. Um, and so it's like doing something that connects to Notion that helps them. Um, so yeah, that's that was kind of the, the, some of those ideas. Okay. Um, I mean, we didn't talk before that, but I want to pitch you one additional widget. Um, hopefully yeah. it's fun for you to think <laughs> through it. Um, sure. But I was um, thinking of OpenAI and they just launched mm. their um, API for DALI. And I have mm -hmm. the feeling, especially when you're writing blog posts, stuff like that, most likely you want to have any picture any cover stuff like that and i think it does take some time to search for the right picture then you need to check okay am i allowed to use it even if it is on a commercial page whatsoever and what yeah. we actually did try to do is to create pictures with dali and it's so amazing um so if you haven't yeah. tried it you need to make an account and play a little bit with it the examples are so amazing and i think it would be super cool if you actually offer um some kind of widget where i have the functionality right into notion so i don't need to kind of log in there um create my pictures then bring it back but simply a little text box um and i say i don't know a dog programming java pixel yeah. art and then it would generate it something like that i think could be super valuable and i mm. could imagine that a lot of people would actually pay for it um mm -hmm. so that was my idea and i think it could be i mean it would be nice because you kind of started to generate that notion universe of different little products and widgets and potion so i could yeah imagine that it would fit right good in there yeah that i mean that is an interesting idea notion actually just came out with notion ai yesterday um and it's more like the G gpt3 kind of stuff that you can just generate mm -hmm you know, text and stuff in Notion, which is really cool. And I think that a lot of people are going to like that. I wonder if they are going to go to images next. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did um, and just have that baked in. Um, but yeah, there's, I think that would definitely be a use case people would be interested in. What I, what I would be worried about is like, how long would that take to make? To like, do you have any idea like how long it would take to do like a, a dolly kind of thing? Um, well, Actually, it would be super fast, to be honest. Um, <laughs> API, the, the, the API documentation is amazing. Um, they have a ton of sample code. They have already different libraries um, for DALI, GPT-3, and their services. Um, yeah. So I think it's mostly actually programming the, the widget stuff. I have no idea how, how much yeah. time that takes. Like the takes. Notion side of things. Yeah, but 
like just calling the API to to get the the pictures that should be actually pretty fast um mm -hmm. so I, th I think you have to pay it for sounds... each call to the API or for um, batching of yes them? yeah you get um free requests for it um so every month you get i think 20 um 20 requests for it um where you can maybe it's more um where you can play a little bit around with it and after that um you have to pay for it so i think it would be something a user should pay for but i mean yeah you could sell it to to a good price um maybe even usage based maybe offer it only to your portion customers where you already have the paying and uh, the payment information um but yeah i mm -hmm. could imagine that people would like it and what i also like um if you start um kind of creating those pictures they are super interesting and um <laughs> yeah they they are easy to share and I could imagine that it gets some traction on something like Twitter mm, that, on your true, email campaigns. Um, so I think there's a viral component even in there. Um, yeah, that's true. I, I, I definitely should look into that a little bit. Um, yeah, I have, I have some different widget ideas. I'll have to talk about some of those maybe next time too. Um, Cause I want to get to you um, before we <laughs> run out of time, but Last thing I'll say that was um, interesting this last week is I went to my first Notion meetup. They had a Notion meetup here in Seattle and there was about mm -hmm. like 35-ish people. Um, but I did like a live demo of Potion and kind of showed it off. Um, and that was like pretty crazy. Like <laughs> I've not really met like Notion users like other than like my family or whatever, like in real life, like people that are using Notion. But then what was really crazy is multiple people there already knew about Potion. Like they just knew about Potion from like being around on Twitter and stuff. And then one person was a, a customer of mine. And it just kind of blew oh, my nice. mind that like <laughs> I just randomly met one of my customers out in the wild. Um, and it was kind of fun to talk to them and just like, I don't know, they just seemed like so excited to like see me <laughs> I don't know, that's kind of weird to say but like it almost seemed like they wanted my autograph or something <laughs> um but i guess i didn't have an idea I, I you know it's just hard when you're like you're just on your computer like building a app or whatever to know that like yeah you just don't know that like i guess a lot of people know about this potion thing um within the notion community at least you know it's kind of just a notion thing the other kind of funny thing was multiple people told me how much they like the name. <laughs> I, and it, it made me realize that I think some people just like or just check it out or just like remember it just because of the name, because the name is so close to Notion. But then it also has some meaning of like adding like magical potion to Notion and people just think mm -hmm. that's clever. So then they kind of remember it. And it's like, wow, I guess maybe a name actually is kind of important a little bit for a business. Uh, or, or there can be some benefits from it at least so mm. yeah that's funny that you mentioned it because we started with with mara and it actually means market research automation because at the beginning we were selling those analyses uh. um to market researchers and we soon noticed okay they don't really like automation when we tell them <laughs> hey we automate your job they were like well, um, that's not possible um, because of this and that. And obviously, you still need a human. And it was kind of giving the wrong impression about what we tried to do. And it's 
at the very beginning, we were always dating Mara, market research automation, and then we removed it completely. And um, still people ask what it means. Um, but right now we just say, okay, it's a fantasy name. Um, it doesn't mean yeah. anything um, because we <laughs> kind of don't want to tell them anymore. Okay, it means automation, um, especially in the market research area because people didn't really like that. Um, but yeah, probably it really helps to kind of remember what the brand was. And I yeah. really do like this potion um, idea. And also when you go to, to the websites, you see this little um, purple potion. And I think it's super easy to to remember the, the brand. So I would say it was kind of genius um, choosing it. But wasn't there mm, a thanks. second company that choose that name before you yeah yeah at back the same in, time or yeah back in the early days there was and it was completely coincidence is that there was yeah. another software developer that decided to build like a website builder kind of thing and he also called it potion and so oh, wow. we literally had the exact same projects with the exact same name and at least what he told me is that um he you know that he didn't know that i was already doing it or whatever but yeah that was that was pretty uh, interesting that's, that's so I guess crazy, it was but... a name other people thought about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but probably it only shows how good the name is if yeah. not only you yeah. think about it. Um, that's very exactly. cool. So is there a chance to go to different other meetups or um, nothing is planned? Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're kind of random. Like they, they have them in different cities. Um and it's just when someone wants to sponsor and host one, I guess. Um, they, they said they might do some other ones in Seattle. Um, there was a company mm -hmm. that hosted it and sponsored it. So maybe I could probably host my own if I wanted to, like with Potion um, mm -hmm. as being like the sponsor or something. Um, I would just have to kind of put that together and see if I could make it worth it to get enough people or something. Um, but yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, last that's... thing. Yeah. Yeah, last thing I wanted to uh, mention and ask you, because because I didn't, you know, I did this product hunt thing and I was up late. I didn't sleep much. I was really tired the next day. And so I this happens a lot of times when I'm tired, like if I don't sleep enough. The, the day afterwards, I always just kind of feel like, like down. Like I feel like my attitude is very much dependent on how much sleep I get. Like I'll, I'll feel less like positive about how potion is going or just like, my direction and stuff. Um, so I'm curious, like, does that, does that kind of same thing happen to you? Like, do you notice that your attitude and stuff is based off how, how much sleep you get? Yes. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I really have to force myself to, to sleep, especially with the PHPD, because sometimes just to give you a oh, weird example, man. I, I wanted to really, it was like Friday, um, evening and i really wanted to kind of program a little browser plugin um for for our tool where you could answer to uh, um, different reviews and i also i really wanted to finish it because weekend was phd time so it was like okay mm -hmm. just sit down um and actually um my girlfriend already went to bed and i kind of was like okay i will come in half an hour um, and then I was awake until, I don't know, two or three until everything worked. I tested it. Everything was perfectly yeah. fine. And I was super pumped and excited this night. But the next day I woke up 
I felt so shitty and was like questioning everything and does does that really make sense and so for me it's really the case that um, sleep and my mood is closely correlated and also how positive i am about the business and about the future exactly um yeah it is very closely correlated and i really force myself to to sleep enough um yeah 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 it's definitely rough when you don't have enough sleep i i always just try to make sure i don't make any big decisions on those days Mm -hmm. (laughs) like (laughs) i would maybe like decide to like pivot to something else or or sell the business or quit or something <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's, that's, that's usually when you're like this is hard <laughs> yeah no that's pretty smart and what i'm still not getting i think you were talking about you get more than eight ish hours of sleep yeah and you yeah also are father aren't you yeah yeah i got have two kids and one on the way so yeah it's it's doable crazy (laughs) um because toby my co-founder just um his daughter was just um born um and i would say um especially at the beginning um it seemed to be challenging and we just had like a little business meeting the three co-founders and the baby was around and she was super (laughs) cute (laughs) until um she started to scream and we were like a little helpless at least i was um trying to kind of figure out what she wants what to do <laughs> yeah and i yep. could imagine that the combination of um a little baby and business is not that easy yeah i mean the the first month i'd say is definitely the the hardest with a newborn mm-hmm. baby of like sleeping and just like maybe they're like flip-flopped when they sleep and stuff um but yeah i think you eventually kind of figure it out um and it's it's not too bad. At least it hasn't been for me and my wife so far um, with our previous, our current kids. So that's been a blessing. Not bad. Yeah, I um, I was thinking a lot about it um, when we were there um, together with the, the baby and the three, three co-founders. Um, I was really thinking about your comment and the eight hours of sleep. Because I had mm. the feeling that Toby is not always getting his eight hours of sleep currently. Yeah. Um, but maybe yeah. <laughs> it gets better after a couple of months. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. So you gotta you gotta share what yeah what you've been up to. So you shared a little bit. You you did some like Chrome extension. Um, no, that was actually a little longer um, oh, ago. Okay. The the last two weeks were a lot about testing and code quality and how we can bring all of it together because kind of at some point you notice okay we spent too much time testing um, and testing always the same workflows okay i want to create a trial user then i don't know click this 10 buttons and then upgrade um, downgrade whatever um Mm -hmm. and we needed more and more time to kind of do the testing for all the different features we had so we decided okay let's um try to start to implement some end-to-end testing um so that was one of the big um pushes the the last two weeks um where we kind of worked on and actually it was not that easy because 
what we would like to do is collect all the different test results from the front end part, the back end part, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth in, in one place. Um, so that was a little bit um, of work to kind of structure all of it. And now we slowly start um, with more testing because, um, I mean, at the beginning it was just speed, 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 bring everything kind of to yeah. life, show it to customers, and then, yeah, let's test later. And I think now is a good time to actually start a little bit um, with it. Um, so is this like testing for um, like unit testing, like in the code kind of stuff, or just like testing that the product works like it you want it to, or is it testing like your onboarding flow, like different variations or something? All of it. Um, so oh, we okay. do uh, <laughs> uh, we do unit testing and kind of um, measure code coverage stuff like that. We also start to do uptime measuring for our different APIs, but we also started using Cypress for end-to-end testing. So you really define mm. okay at this username this um, password, click this button, then wait until the screen loads and then kind of do the little workflows because what we noticed from time to time, you build a feature and break something else. And for that reason, we kind of did that workflow again and again and again. And at some point we were like, okay, we need to find something easier for that to automate it a little bit. And Cypress was very easy to get started with and to implement and you can do it with every front end. Um, the only yeah. hard part was some infrastructure-related um, stuff we had to tackle with our AWS setup. That was a little bit harder. But overall, highly recommend Cypress and this end-to-end testing. Um, was really, really so, good, um, really good experience. I feel like, I don't know if you've had experience with this before, but I feel like, at least in my experience with UI testing, I feel like that's one of the first things that always like falls behind and then because you change ui stuff which then breaks the tests and Mm -hmm. i found that it's really hard for teams or at least teams i've been on to actually keep up with like making the ui tests work (laughs) because you break them all the time and that you kind of fall behind with it have you had experience with that or have you seen that before Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it happens all the time <laughs> um, for exactly that reason. And I think for us, the crucial part is to really make it part of the deployment pipeline to say, okay, mm-hmm. we don't publish any code if the tests fail. And if the developer asks, yeah, can we simply just this time, you know, it's important, um, turn the tests um, off and then I will fix it um, a little later to really stick to it and say, no, we don't push anything until all the tests are successful. And I have really the feeling that connecting it to the um, deployment pipeline helps a ton because then you can't deploy um, and then you really kind of fix the tests before you keep on going. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So So you think it's really worth it then? Like it's it's really valuable to have those tests up to date and and working? Yeah. You know, I don't think it's worth it in the very beginning, to be honest. I mean, there yeah. are some developers that say, okay, from day on, um, it's always bad code if it is not tested um, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And I, I understand that standpoint, but I think for startups, um, bring it to customers as soon as possible, see what they say. I think that's the most crucial part. But then there's some um, tipping point. Um, and I think if you yourself test the same workflows over and over and over again, 
think about um, kind of using something like Cypress to automate it um, because yeah. we spent quite a bit of time to test everything works before we bring it to production and it was mostly the same workflows um, Yeah, for that reason. Um, I would say it's worth it um, if you're a little bit more mature. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I agree with that. I think, um, yeah, pretty much agree with everything you mentioned. Uh, <laughs> and and other yeah, than that, maybe maybe one last uh, topic we we discussed a um, lot, and I can't dive super deep into it um, because um, it's not over. But um, we not only have our app for end customers, but we also have an API that. Um, different platforms can use. So let's say I'm a kind of review management um, collector and you can manage your reputation with me. Um, there are big companies that collect reviews from all the different sources, um, from Google Maps, Booking, and so on, on and so forth. Um, they could kind of use our API to offer our auto response feature to their customers. And obviously mm, for them, it's amazing because they buy in new tech. They don't need to build it um, them, themselves. And currently customers really love the feature. And our big advantage is we have a huge multiplier. I mean, they have thousands and thousands of customers and they really yeah. have a ton of reviews and they would use it. Um, so we started to have first API customers, um, on the one hand side, it's nice. super, super nice, um, because it helps your MRR on the other hand, then the contracts start and, um, they have a ton of different things they would like to uh, see regarding security, uh, um, mm. and other stuff. And also the big thing, um, we are discussing a lot about it is exclusivity. Do you grant anyone exclusivity? Um, is that feasible? What should be the minimum MRR regarding to, to that one? Because it's such a hard trade-off because you lose the potential to talk to different other um, companies, API providers, but on the other hand, kind of the, uh, the company, the deal could get really big. Um, so that was kind of a lot of discussion we we just had. Wait, did you, did you say exclusivity? Yeah, like kind of, let's say there are three competi competitors, company A, uh, B, and C, and company A says, okay, we would sign a contract with you and it's worth that much, but only if you promise us to not serve uh, company B and C well, because they're like, our I feel like they can't do that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is that a, that's yeah, not allowed? You, <laughs> yeah, you would imagine, but um, that's actually one of the big asks of them. And then it's always, yeah, do you kind of, are you willing to lose the deal for that one? Um, if there's a deal breaker? Um, yeah, in yeah, interesting question, a lot of discussion about it. Your, your computer's about to die. <laughs> yes, I was so sure it would work <laughs> out and it was so close. I mean... Now we are two percent. Um, yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> close. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that is pretty close. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what was the last thing you were you were saying on the the deal? Yeah. The, um, I didn't know a lot companies of... did that. Like, big yeah, companies it's... do that. Like, they're just like, hey, you 
don't let my competitors use this. <laughs> yes, and it's actually, I would say it's pretty common for big corporates that really want to do also shared marketing efforts with you because they really mm -hmm. then want to push that feature and invest that in sense. that feature. And they say, okay, I mean, I invest, I don't know, that amount of money in marketing and then our competitor is coming also buying the tool and doesn't need to spend that much of marketing um, budget. And I think that is one of the main reasons. And obviously, I mean, for them, it's a, could be a great deal um, if they, they are the only provider that have that special sauce. Yeah, I feel like you got to, if they, you know, if they ask for that, you like, you got to pay a couple extra thousand dollars just for that, you know, like that, yeah. you should be paying more for that. <laughs> yes, that, that's also kind of what, what we are thinking. But then the big question is, um, what is the right amount? How do you com communicate? And so on and so forth. And I think at some yeah. point we might to dig in a little deeper, but right now we're still in the middle of the discussions. So um, we should... Yeah probably kind of talk too much about it um yeah <laughs> yeah no that makes sense cool okay and i would say for you it is now family picture time yeah yeah yep <laughs> gotta go get family pictures um yeah well, there's definitely a lot more that we can dig into on your side so i'll have to do that that next time um but everybody hope you enjoyed this one and uh see you in another one thanks ingo bye